Hey Scoops, before we get started today, I want to remind you of the Churnout. That is our event coming up at Tyranny's Tavern in beautiful Montclair, New Jersey on July 14th of this year, 2018. Head over to our website right now, heyscoops.com slash ballkicker, and that will put you on the page that you need to be on to buy your ticket. The tickets are $65 each. If we get enough people buying tickets, then we'll do the event. If we don't, then we won't do the event. It's that simple. Come join us at Tierney's Tavern in Montclair, New Jersey, July 14th, 2018. We're going to do a live recording of Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. There will be a live show by Hillbill the Mind Noodler and an all-star bucket show. That's our big improv show that we're going to do. And then a crazy hangout party downstairs after it's all done and over with. So come hang out with us. It's going to be a blast. Now here's the show. Hey, Johnny. Do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. It's time for the episode of Matt Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me is Paul Mattingly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. On knobs and dials is Jacob, the audio guy. We're preaching fun. Um, so, yeah, so uh, uh, right before we went on air, I got a call from my wife that my kid uh, went to put on his shoe and found a scorpion in his shoe. Old scorpion foot Donnelly. This is just the, it's a terrible all around. He's very freaked out. Uh, me not there. It's not helpful yep. at all. He was not bitten, though. No, or, he's not or bitten. stung. No. Right. Which is good. Yeah. yeah. But he's but like, Mommy still... saved my life, is what he was saying as he's crying to me on the phone. Oh, my gosh. Because mommy smashed it as soon as Good. it came out, and it's it's funny because like if no kids were around, my wife would have just I think gotten scared, yeah, and like run away or something. Okay, but like it is funny like around kids you just become super you become super, super mom yeah. So she just, she literally was like calming down and like walked away five feet. She's like, oh my fucking god, that was fucking crazy. <laughs> was it a small one? Yeah, that's dangerous. I know. Because it fit in my kid's shoes. So it's oh, oh yeah. yeah, I didn't think about. It. I thought I it forgot in, about how it fit in Matt's kids' eleven, eleven and a halfs. <laughs> uh, I didn't tell her, but I'm, after we go home, I'm going. After this, we go, I go home. Yeah, I I have to go look in the rest of the shoes. Yeah, not only the rest of the shoes, the rest yeah. of everything. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta dig around a little that bit. Sucks. Yeah, are you gonna get some work in action? What are you doing? The shoes are right near the front of the house, and I found one scorpion there coming through the front door step as well. I think there's okay. like Did a he knock. Uh, you know why I have a ring alarm system? Yeah. So uh, I have footage of him ringing the uh, doorbell to see if we're home. Sure. Short hours, or you know, maybe. I'm sorry. I I thought this package was for me. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> I was here to. I live close by. <laughs> I'm looking out for you. I also had a package that was supposed to be delivered today. <laughs> Sorry for the misunderstanding, sir. <laughs> well, we have a guest. We have we have guests. In studio, we have several in, guests. Introduce your guest. Yes, yes it is CJ Chris Johnston of the Player One Podcast. He's That's here right. live in person. Uh, he and uh, his fellow Player One podcasters were our guests at Scoop Fest last year. That's right. They are going to be our guests again at Scoop Fest this year. If you guys. Uh, any scoops who are even remotely interested in video games, video game culture, please do yourself a favor and check out Player One Podcast. I know a lot of scoops have tuned and in. And if you're not, if you're like, hey, what's a video game? I was about to say, <laughs> I'm not interested what? in it, and I like listening to their show. <laughs> it's true. 
it's true. It's a very entertaining show. It's uh, a good show. CJ, thank you for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. This is great. And thanks for having us at Scoop Fest last year and this year. And, and this year as well. Yeah. Our pleasure. Well, it's going to be great. I told them last year, and it's true, their podcast is what got me podcasting. Right. And yeah. it, I, it's funny because we were listening to very similar stuff back in 2005, 2006. Um, the, uh, I hear you talking about the one-up yours guys all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. So always listen to Garnett Lee and that bunch yammer on. And um, uh, what's his name? Oh, now it's leaving me. That guy. Man God. Oh, Shane Bettenhausen. Shane Bettenhausen. Yeah. Uh, who is also a Kentucky boy, I believe. Mm-hmm. You're yep. right. Yeah. So that also inspired me. I was like, well, hey, if he, these guys can get on there and ramble, right? Start doing it, <laughs> like rambling in front of a microphone. I like this. But honestly, but, but I guess that was one Were of the chairs involved. Yeah, yes, that was one of what? the big inspirations. For you and uh, your crew to start broadcasting. That's right, yeah. We listened to a lot of those shows, and we were like, hey, we can get in front of microphones and talk. <laughs> People might want to listen to that. Right. So that's, I think it's just a never-ending cycle. That's, that's it. Every, yeah, every we never know starts. who we're inspiring and, and, and who might be listening and what new podcast might start. Yes. For yeah. whoever we inspire, we apologize. But <laughs> uh, for as long as those shows have gone, you guys, you are 12 years deep now. Yeah. Which is grandfatherly for any podcast at this point. 12 years is a lot. That's a huge commitment. I yeah. Mean, you know, even any medium. Right. 12 mm, years true. is a lot. You know, it's not even about podcasting. Mm. You know, it's just 12 years of any type of whatever. That's just a long fucking time. Mm hmm. It, there's over 600 episodes now. 603. Yeah, we only missed like one or two weeks in our entire nearly 12 years. Did you get a lot of letters about it? A lot of emails? <laughs> no. A lot of tweets? <laughs> the only ones you missed were like early on, yeah. You it was early you on, You missed yeah. one in a long time. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you were like half an hour late in posting your podcast, do you get a lot of uh, a lot of tweets at that point now? Uh, we used to, yeah. yeah. I, I'm never late now. Ah. <laughs> I don't. I don't need that kind of abuse. <laughs> we sometimes are still late because of me, because um, I like sometimes forget what day it is or something. We don't get as much angry tweets about it as we used to. No. I don't know why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, people, people have just accepted. And there's a lot of content. There's That's two the a week. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chances yeah. are you didn't already devour the whole thing. That's what mm-hmm. I think is going yeah, on. Yeah. Is that like people are pretty much two out. or three a week sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. We're good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like, we're behind on giving out our three weeks, and no one's complaining about that. No. Which makes me feel like we should adjust our Patreon to just... <laughs> no, to just be about added content. Yes. That we should just... We should up our bonus content... Yeah. ...more. Agreed. And then maybe not worry about flooding the market with more... That sounds good. ...stuff. What do you guys mm. think? Let us know. Um, 12 years in. Here we go. We got it, guys. Production meeting. This is for you. You're in this meeting. Hey, guys. Thanks for showing up to the meeting. <laughs> I'm sure you're all wondering why I've asked you here today. Old business? Patreon. <laughs> New business? Patreon. Uh, what if we just upped our bonus content and didn't put out three episode weeks because it seems to make everyone who's not hardcore go like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall behind. Right. And then lately we haven't put out. No one's like, where's all the other episodes? <laughs> and yet for the insatiable people that just need constant content from us, which we're very much, we're overdue. We love, we love you. Deliver, and we love you, and we want to give it to you. We should just move all that content over to mm-hmm. um, to, to Patreon, to our, our, our secret RSS feed. There we go. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Production meeting over. Ch- chime in, Steam. Stream chat. Production meeting. Twitch. Where we talk about how the sausage gets made. Uh, 
Froyog in the chat uh, is noting that episode 92 of the Player One podcast seems to be completely excised. What happened? Oh, yeah. So- Whoa! <laughs> We recorded an Drama episode. Drama off the bat. We recorded an episode, and the other two guys were kind of like being mean to me. So I'm like, you know what? That, that episode is not going to exist. <laughs> we're just not going to do it. Really? Wow. Executive decision. We even we have the right it. person here to talk to about this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're being mean to you? Yeah. Yeah. This was They're how many years jerks. ago now? Oh, God. 92, so this is 10 years ago? 10 years ago, yeah. Okay, that's funny. So now they know they can't be mean to the guy who controls the RSS feed. There you go. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> Does the file exist? No, I don't think so. I don't oh, think so. I that's should check. Funny. That would have been check. a nugget. That, exactly. That would have been like a nice little primo. Episode 700. <laughs> I should look. I should look through my hard drive. You should look and, uh, no. and just put that out on vinyl. <laughs> that might be cool. That might be cool. That's actually a great it's idea. It's a Patreon reward. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The missing episode. The, the missing episode, episode on vinyl. vinyl. <laughs> now, because CJ's just getting into vinyl again. Oh, that's right. I am. Yeah. Several video game soundtracks now come out on vinyl. So, is have, have you ever gone back and listened to old episodes? Uh, occasionally, I will. Yeah, you will. Yeah. What's the time period where that's a comfortable activity? Because I won't do that now. <laughs> uh, I'd say like six years ago. I'll listen to those. Okay, episodes. yeah, that so makes we got sense. Two more years, we can start yeah. listening to the show again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have to listen again when we're editing because we do it over. Uh, YouTube streaming and there's a lot oh, of yeah, pauses yeah, yeah. and weird lag, right, right. so I have to cut a lot of that stuff out. So I'm listening to each episode anyway. How does that? I mean, that's so complicated. And yeah. like Night Attack does the same thing, and we've been in situations we might have been had, we, we might have to do that, but we've never right. actually ended up having to do that. No, mm-hmm. and it's something that we don't like at all. But does it yeah. edit fine? Is that okay? It edits fine. Yeah. It's easy enough. I just I learned Logic Pro doing that, like okay. editing out the uncomfortable silences from internet lag. Mm. Okay, yeah. it's not hard. Uh, Twelve years in, any thought of it never happening? Any thought of like no? <laughs> Actually, that... we didn't think we were going to get past ten episodes. When ten we episodes. Yeah, okay. when we started, we were using so you throttled that. Yeah, <laughs> nailed that one. We were using headsets that came free with other video games because we didn't want to buy the equipment. At that time, we didn't want to invest a lot of money into it, so we just used whatever free headsets we had. I will tell you, uh, Geek Shock still uses the microphones included in the original Xbox release of a karaoke game. A karaoke <laughs> revolution or something? Yeah, and they're yeah. really good mics. Yeah. <laughs> but you, they were free. You yeah. want to look, I mean, free you want to look in front of your face and say that, and okay. say that sentence again? Okay. <laughs> they're... Good enough. They're good enough. <laughs> They're really good mics that came with a video game. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, don't listen to Paul. Don't listen to they're, Paul. No, but actually, they're like they're, they're very highly rated. I mean, of course, they're not the Sennheiser. For a video game. Yeah, but for, mm. a, for, for coming with a video game console game, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Just put the caveat. They were high end. Yeah. <laughs> it was only after like 50 episodes that we were like, you know, maybe we should get real equipment and do this for real. Since it doesn't seem like we're stopping, and yeah, six hundred and three episodes later, we've we've switched mics and headphones a lot. Right. Okay. We actually invested some money. I mean, our our early episodes were entirely based on uh, the equipment that I had in my house. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all, but you all had of good our, equipment in your house. I had good equipment in my house, but it was still just like this is what I happened to already own. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So CJ actually works within the gaming industry, as do all the Player One guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is a producer at Adult Swim Games. Oh, so okay. if you right. have played any of their cool mobile stuff, yeah. or even some of the new console stuff, they're, they're dipping a toe now with uh, Headlander. Yeah, Was that one of the Headlander. first? 
Yeah, we full uh, teamed console up releases with Double Fine, who did uh, Psychonauts and uh, all those great adventure games. Mm-hmm. We did a sci-fi adventure game with them. Um, yeah, we're doing uh, Death's Gambit comes out in August. Nice. Yeah, we did a Rick and Morty VR game for Good. PlayStation VR and Vive and Oculus and all that stuff. So Virtual yeah, we do reality. a lot of great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, was that your favorite? What's your favorite? <laughs> I, I don't. It's like rating my. They're kids. all his I babies. I can't okay. say that. What's the latest thing? What's plug something? God damn it! What, what's the <laughs> what's the coolest thing? What's some, what's something people should check out? Uh, I would say you should check out Rick and Morty VR if you have a VR headset. You have PlayStation VR. It's okay. a really fun game. What if you're so scared to have a video game console in your house that you'll become a terrible father that you only play the dumbest games on your phone at airports? Oh. Well, then you should play Amateur Surgeon 4. Okay. Which is another one uh, that it, it's like uh, performing surgeries with household implements. <laughs> Great. A pizza cutter, a stapler. It'll take the place of your lighter. beach blast there. Exactly. Yeah. I need something else. Uh, as the more, more point, does it work without connection to the internet? It does, yes. yes. Oh, That's, good. You're here's set. the thing. Amateur Surgeon. Mm-hmm. Getting a uh, 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 plane takeoff and plane landing, uh, Boom Beach don't, don't work. Right. So you, I yeah. can't play Boom Beach because it has to be connected to the internet. Well, that, I, right. think you, I think you just found a new game. And the thing is, like, and I've been playing these, these two dumb, dumb fucking games <laughs> uh, while I do that. Uh, so if I have no internet, I have to play either 2048. It's that tile game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So addictive. Like, my thumbs hurt because you, you just swipe, 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 swipe just aggressive. Back All during Vegas Nocturne, yeah. the entire cast and crew started playing that. Yeah. And we would just have uh, leaderboards posted around the theater. Yeah. That's the hilarious thing is everyone did that and everyone's done with it. Not me. Right. <laughs> I was part of it then and everyone else got over it. Still got it. For the record, that was five years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, like, I bought my kids fidget spinners. They're the last two kids that want those. <laughs> they actually don't want them. Yeah. So right now, CJ, you're way into uh, Sea of Thieves on oh, the God, uh, yeah. Xbox One. Wait, what was yeah. the name? Amateur Surgery? Amateur, Amateur Surgeon. Surgeon. I'm, Amateur Surgeon. I'm going to download it right now. All right. You're way into Sea of Thieves. Uh-huh. Is there a game that you are still playing from years and years ago? That you like? What's your comfort game that you go back to? Comfort over and over game, again? Uh, Rock Band. Oh yes, I play Rock Band all the time. I um, have like 700 DLC songs for that <laughs> thing, so I have a lot of money invested in being able to play a plastic guitar. Yep. Uh, awesome. And it's Amateur Surgeon Four. There's been four yeah, of them. Yeah. yeah. So is it? Um, are you still 360 with that? Uh, Xbox One. Xbox it transferred one. over. Yeah. Oh, it all transferred. All, all my DLC came forward, so that was great. I was so bu- the, the way they launched the Xbox One because 360 is my favorite. Guys, just let you know time. when you search for Amateur Surgeon One, other games below. Oh, Surgeon Simulator <laughs> for five bucks. Whoa! Do you get like an actual medical license if you beat it? Like five bucks. <laughs> Five bucks? <laughs> Might as well just go to college. You have yeah. beaten Amateur Surgeon. And they say 2.5 million units doctor. sold worldwide. I'm just doing the math on that. Like, holy fuck. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. Yeah. That's dope. Well, this, you know, we had our, uh, one of our uh, listeners create the Fatty Rabbit Hole game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Which is so hard. It's fun, but it's so hard. Next game below that. Fatty Rabbit Hole is fucking so hard on the phone. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so Oh, it's so hard. But I we can do need, it on my uh, iPad. Yeah, need, on my on my uh, on my laptop. We need okay. another game. We need right. another. Uh, we need another. Martin, I'm so game. sorry because we love you and you're doing fantastic work for us. On yes. my phone, it's fucking impossible. It is. It's I have tough. it. On, I have it on my phone out of solidarity. Yeah, yeah. And I pull it up and I try oh, to sorry. play. Yeah. And I have to like 
fucking like three minutes. I'm like, I hate my life. It's um, hard. It's hard. I feel like it's so inadequate. Next like, game. I am a founder of this podcast. I next, should be better at this game. Next yeah. g- exactly. Like, I know. And so next game below is operate now, colon, hospital. Colon hospital? Wait, you only operate on colons? <laughs> is that, is that oh, a yeah. thing? Sorry. Is colon I was trying hospital? to emphasize something. And now, that I download. <laughs> then I'd be playing like, what are you playing? I'm like, I'm just getting this guy's colon all squared away. Uh, yeah. I'm making his colon square. I'm, I'm squaring his colon. <laughs> it's a cosmetic to, procedure. He wants to crap cubes. But I like operate now. He's a wombat. Operate, <laughs> operate now, whatever, dash. But it's, it's colon, but I want to do the colon joke again. Operate now, hospital. Implies that this operate now... Other places? <laughs> Operate now. Gas station. Well, well, those are the sequels <laughs> to that game. You know, if things, if, yeah, if, it. if it's emergency. First you get Operate Now Hospital until you figure out like how medicine works. Mm-hmm. And then you then you got to go MacGyver in other places. That's it. You start taking a pen cap right. off and jamming it into somebody's windpipe and Op- stuff like that. Operate Now. God, is that, that always got me in the oh, movies. Yeah, yeah. Mm. The pen cap and the windpipe? The windpipe. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a thing. Oh, I know, but it's horrible. Yeah. Even my, the movies. We, we mentioned, I think, last week that my dad was a medic in, during uh, Vietnam. The only stories that he's ever told me about that was the training because they would train on each other uh, for, certain, for certain procedures. That and sounds sexy. One of the things was the uh, taking the – you know, if, if you had a, a crushed windpipe, right. taking the hose, threading it up through the nose of the, of the patient and threading it all the way down through your, through your throat so you could get air down to it. And they would practice that on each other. So this is, oh, and what? he had the worst partner. Oh no! Who would just like jam the hose up up the guy's nose? And it turns and, out and, and hurt him. That guy was none other than Vinnie Barbarino, <laughs> who went on to <laughs> tell everyone hey, up your nose, up your nose with a rubber hose. <laughs> <laughs> when do you think Vietnam happened, Paul? Hey, Mr. Cartan, <laughs> I got a deferment. It's like so weird, you know, the way the whole nose, uh, my, my hose. I got it's bone so spurs, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you shouldn't be here then. And Viet Cong is so weird everywhere. We see the trees. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> um, so, sweat hogs go to Nam. Um, as as uh, as your podcast ever got you in trouble with work? No. Okay. Luckily. <laughs> no, what about with anything. ice cream companies? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, how how did you do that? <laughs> I, I think CJ's wise enough to not just straight up lift <laughs> a, a, another IP. <laughs> yeah. Like we did. <laughs> Parody law should have been fine. No, we I, didn't. We we absolutely could have fought that and been fine. Uh. Yeah, nobody thought that we were penetrating. Right, yeah, yeah. podcast, bunch of bullshit. Uh, uh, so, uh, did you? Uh, but I mean, like, uh, like, do you, do you have to? Do you ever find yourself censoring yourself, or you can't give stuff away, or? I mean, of course, because I I know I things just that like people shouldn't know. Got, um, my nightmare is like getting like talking shit, and then all of a sudden, person be like, I, you know, I heard that, and right? Like, oh, right. sorry, you're caught up in the so moment. So, have you ever like ripped a game and run into someone that you that makes that game? No. No, we only talk about what we like generally. <laughs> oh, so man. I don't even have to talk about the games that I hate. Or yeah. what's it like to have yeah. that much love in your heart? <laughs> so for any game that you've never mentioned, they can just assume that you hate them. That's right. <laughs> Got yeah. it. That's how we figured this. Out. <laughs> hey, you never took my game. <laughs> Fuck you, guys. <laughs> yeah, I am on the box quote. I'm the. I'm quoted on the box of one of the worst video games ever made. And that is so that's pain enough, 
I, I take that pain. What is this so, game? So uh, there's a game called Bubsy 3D for the PlayStation 1. <laughs> Bubsy right? 3D! And it was one of the first three-dimensional games, and they had a really hard time figuring out how to control the character in it. And it was just awful game. Mm-hmm. Terrible. But I'm I very worked, excited. I worked for a video game magazine at the time where when you wrote a preview, you couldn't openly bash the thing. Like, you had to be faintly positive. Okay. Right? So I wrote this. It had to be a. It was a two-page preview. So the quote, game. the quote on the box is: "This game is just okay." <laughs> I wish it was that simple, but no, no. It's uh, something like Bubsy 3D climbs back to the to the top. Wrote like if this if you're an asshole, this game's for you. And the quote is: <laughs> "This game's for you." Right. <laughs> I wish. I wish. But yeah, front of the box, ellips- just ellipses. This game's for you. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> But luckily, they don't have my name on there. It's just the name of the magazine that I worked for. So, oh, okay, oh, dodge that, fine, dodge that. Dodge Has that Player One Podcast ever been quoted on a video game? Never, no. What's going on? Why well, you guys got to step up your game? <laughs> I think we're too small for that. Yeah, Player um, One Podcast says nothing about our game. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, they well, must you, know, you know it's good. Yeah. Now, when you guys all started. Uh, twelve years ago, you said. Yep, twelve, twelve, almost twelve. You probably were you all in the video game industry then? Yeah, we worked together at a video game magazine back in the early two thousands. Okay, yeah. CJ started working for video game magazines at fourteen. Jeez. Well, that's not exactly true. Well, but, <laughs> but you got in early. He was actually thirty eight. I got I got my first interview at a video game magazine when I was fourteen because back then you didn't have to say like oh um. 20 or whatever you and you uh wrote a letter in like instead of calling or anything like that so they hadn't heard my voice or anything and uh we had to write a business letter for my like eighth grade class so i was like oh i'll just apply to this job as my project for this eighth grade thing and just (laughs) uh give it in and then they called me they actually called me that's amazing and i i still went with it i was like yeah sure i'll come in for an interview yeah friday at three no problem and i had my mom drive me over i was about to say where should my mom drop me off (laughs) i didn't say that on the phone um but she drove my chauffeur shall deliver me Mm -hmm. 8 a.m post haste that's right minivan as you might imagine in in the 90s oh yeah yeah what kind what kind as a blue, uh, like Astro van, yeah, thing. yeah. We had a we had a maroon one. We had a, a yeah. We had a, a my mother called it caramel. We had a big Chevy van. Oh yeah, mm. and that's that. We had like a little like Mitsubishi like toaster that was like a thing, uh-huh. a minivan that was like you know a little Mitsubishi thing. Yeah, it looked like every every car inspector gadget. Right. <laughs> and they they saw me, and of course I'm I was six foot three when I was fourteen anyway, so I was really. Tall. Good Lord. They <laughs> asked me uh, how old I was, and I said, you know, 14. So they're like, well, obviously we can't hire you, but we can show you around the office and show you the games and stuff. So I was a big fan of the magazine anyway. That's a much nicer response than I would have guessed. Yes. It would have just shown me the door, like, yeah. get out of here, kid. You you video <laughs> game people are usually pretty cool. Usually. Sure. There are exceptions mm. to that rule, but I would say certainly at that time for sure. It was a much more insular community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And anyone who was into games, passionate about games, was pretty much like, hey, let's 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 hang out. Let's do this thing. Oh, like yeah. if you applied for a job for like the Brooklyn Nets and they said, How old are you? You said 14 they just would have beat you. Right. Yeah. They would have just yeah. beat you down. <laughs> different different vibe. <laughs> different, different, different industry. Oh, but it's all, Brooklyn. But also this was the Most time people hate 14 year olds. This was the yeah. time before mm-hmm. video games Rightly had become so. The dominant entertainment industry. Right. They've outpaced everything at this point. Bigger right. than music, bigger than movies. 
Video games yeah. are king. Um, I don't know the stats, but sure, I believe you. They are. All right. They're Good. The billions. Yeah. In the billions of dollars. I'm not fighting. You, you're not, why are you talking to me like that? I'm not fighting. <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, walks, uh, Paul works for the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> <laughs> now you know how it feels. Now you know how it feels. Well, what feels? What am I? What happened? But uh, but yeah, you got to go to uh, uh, early uh, E3s before they were E3s when it was still computer uh, consumer electronic shows. Yeah, coming out yeah. here to Vegas as a youngin, mm-hmm. checking out all the hype. Yeah, you know when the big new systems were coming out back when you could actually walk right up to Shigeru Miyamoto and slap him on the butt. Yeah, you can't, do, well, I didn't can't do, that. do that anymore. Nope. I didn't do that. And it was his preferred handshake. This is the, yeah, no. that's what he likes. Uh, but the Me Too movement. No, so. Uh, <laughs> Former guest, uh, oh me too, Lorene Scaveria. Sca- 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 she won a uh, the MTV had a contest for like a Hall and Oates motorcycle contest, <laughs> and she won it at like fourteen. Or she lost it. Well, that's it. She she's like she won. She called me. She's like I won. They're like how old are you? Like fourteen. They're like no, click. did not one click. And she said that like the amount of like uh, like unrealistic fantasizing she had done from the time she had won. <laughs> To call in, like she had pictured, like riding around town on the motorcycle, like fourteen, because she won it, so she could like ride it around town. It's legal. I want it. Like picking up her friends. So was it like go? Hall and Oates airbrushed on the on the bike. What was some? It was some big Hall and Oates motorcycle contest. Where is the connection there? Uh, You know, uh, they have the song. um, What name? Name song by Hall and Oates. Uh, See, dream the motorcycle song. You know, the dream. Is there a dream song? They have a bunch of hits. Yeah, I know, but does that song called Dream? Yeah. I dream about yeah. you? Dream no. about riding a motorcycle. Dream about motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. No, what do they got? What are the songs? <laughs> There's one about the oats. Yeah. No, Maneater? Maneater. Maneater. Was that the license plate? Yeah. M-N-E-T-R? Yeah, man. Real small on the on the bike? That's what it was. I bet you it was. M-N-E-T-R five would be digit, awesome. Yeah. The five, the five, uh, M-N-E-T-R. It works. Yeah, it would be perfect. I got my next license plate picked out. Uh, <laughs> oh, Paul was thinking of You Make My Dreams. Yeah, that's it. You, you make, make my dreams come, come true. true. Hey, Lorene, we're talking Ooh. to you. Fourteen, riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> what, was, what was some of the other hits? Uh, like Sarah Smile. Yeah. Private Eyes. Private mm. Eyes. Private Eyes, right? Each eye is yeah. a wheel. Yep. Of a motorcycle. Privatize <laughs> your corporation. They're, ride, they're riding you. One on one. Of course, one plus one equals two. Yeah. How many wheels are there on a motorcycle? Two. Two. Coincidence? Tied, tied in. Coincidence? Uh, this family man, which of course a family man would not ride a motorcycle. No. No, no. Yep. Yeah. There's a I'll bury you. Yeah. That's yeah. their big one. <laughs> and of course... Motorcycle Town. Motorcycle right. Town. Everybody, I mean, that was, wasn't that the album? It was yeah. a concept album? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollow Notes, Motorcycle Town? Yeah, each song was a different building in Motorcycle Town. Mm-hmm. It was like, uh, basically their take on Elton John's Yellow Brick Road. How bad is it now if you have an idea for a concept album? Like, everyone's gonna be like, don't, stop. <laughs> so, no, don't there should think. be, there should be more. Oh, no. Who would they have two you? songs that involve vehicles. Neither of those vehicles are motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> They have getaway car and love train. <laughs> but what's on that train? A motorcycle. motorcycle. A motorcycle. It's a what's, motorcycle. What's in that car? A motorcycle. Motorcycle is <laughs> driving the car. Yeah. A love train uh, on the Earth Girls are easy soundtrack. Is ah. love train the cover of old love train? 
that whole people of oh, the world, world. yeah join oh. hands ho ride a motorcycle motorcycle <laughs> <laughs> at 14 pick up your friends and go to mcdonald's <laughs> pick up your friends she was like picturing like no. pick up the boys no she it's liked. not that's so funny oh man yeah it's definitely not i won a contest uh my local mall to write in a thing when I was a kid. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, got a gift certificate, and um, my dad got some shoes. Yeah. And uh, I got my gift certificate was like only twenty bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. So of course I wanted a video game, but all I could afford was Xanax for the <laughs> NES. Okay. But that's where my love of shooters came from because I was determined to play that game. It is hard, but. Um, <laughs> I used to, back when I had time to play games. Well, yeah, when you were a kid and you only got one game for yep. a birthday or Christmas, uh-huh. you, it didn't matter if that game was good or was bad. Like one you're of eight play games, it. yep. <laughs> yeah, you just had to, you just you had to do just it. played yeah. it. You're committed. Yeah. What was your first system? Uh, the Odyssey 2. Wow. That's yeah. back. And my parents bought it because it was uh, on clearance. It was after the video game crash. Right. So the system itself was like 15 bucks, and the games were like $5 each. What Five is an Odyssey? What, where does this timeline go? Odyssey 2 uh, had to be... It's like post-2600. It probably came out in 83. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoa. Maybe 82, because the crash happened in 82. Okay. So it might have been right around 82, 81, 82 when it came out, but then yep. it was discounted. We had an Atari 400 and an 800 growing up. And so and those games, those carts were pretty faithful at the time. Mm-hmm. about as close mm-hmm. as you could get to arcade on a lot of those. Our Donkey yeah. Kong and Pac-Man were dope. It was really, really good. Really on good. Odyssey? No, on the no. Atari 800. Then we had this one game called Getaway that was on tape recorder that you had to dedicate a half hour. Getaway car? Yes. All in oats? Yes, that was it. <laughs> it was a car, not a motorcycle, though. But you had, to, you had to play that cassette for a half hour. It oh, took yeah. a half hour to load that game on. Jesus. That's what it took. You had to flip the cassette and load the whole game on there. and But it was awesome. It was basically Grand Theft Auto. It was old school, top-down Grand Theft Auto, but very blocky. Mm-hmm. But that's what it was. It was a great who, game. Who, you, you played it? Yeah. What did you do for that half hour? Do you really want to know? <laughs> Listen to <laughs> records. <laughs> Listen to records. Lay the cookie down. Hey, now the championship the trophy. Cookie. <laughs> Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to win. Yeah. I can't imagine as a kid waiting for a half hour for a video game to work. Right? But we did. Yeah. Uh, CJ, I'm being told that Odyssey 2 was 1978, not post-2600. Oh, okay. I'm being told that by a fellow in the chat named Whimsical <laughs> Phil. Oh, oh you would know. Phil would know. is yeah. here. We have two members of the Player One oh, podcast okay. on board. And then in all caps, he says, already embarrassing us. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it means this episode will never air. No. I'm taking the files. He's going to release it on vinyl in years. You Twitchers are lucky. This is gone forever. This is going into the archives. Well, we got it in 84 after everything. Right, after everything had settled down. That's how long it took for things to go on sale back then. What was the hot hot game on that? It was uh, Pickaxe Pete. Oh. Casey Munchkin. It was the, the Casey Munchkin. I remember <laughs> the copy of Pac Man yep. and, and Donkey. Kong. Casey Munchkin absolutely sounds like a porn star name. It does. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and this, and, and, uh, whimsical Phil can chime in here too. 
Um, how do you guys deal with uh, the stalkers, the ladies who just want a piece of you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What kind of what kind of stick do you use? <laughs> how do you handle the late night doorbell rings, the binoculars outside the shower? How do you handle it? Over there, everyone Very courteously. <laughs> I think. That. <laughs> they almost changed the name of the podcast to Pussy Fight. It's just like, it's that crazy over there. It's just everywhere. A whimsical film just goes alphabetically. <laughs> alphabetical. Yep. Uh, Do you ever see the footage? It's an old Beatles documentary of where they find a guy in acid, like outside, like a yard. Like the Beatles were all holed up in this house trying to record an album, and like a guy shows up in their yard, and he's tripping balls, but he's like. I'm here because you told me to come here. I listened to your song lyrics, and, the, and I'm here. Whoa! <laughs> and the thing is, like, and it's great. Like they, they go they like, roll with you, it. Yeah, they're like, are you? They're like, are you high right now? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, well, why don't you come in for a cup of coffee? And they like, they have this guy out of his mind sitting there drinking coffee with the Beatles, and like they're asking him questions, and he's answering them. And John Lennon just keeps going, like, do you understand how insane that sounds? That's impossible. It's not true. Like, he's like, we weren't talking to you. We just weren't. Think about it. Think about what that would take. Like, the think about what that would, the only conversation I want to have on this, though, is I want to talk to this guy the next day. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what do you remember? What do you think is true? Oh, my God. Imagine that. Like, you show up tripping balls. You get to meet the Beatles. Right. Have a conversation with them, and you wake up remembering nothing. Yeah. Or, or just <laughs> assuming that that was a complete trip. Oh, yeah, yeah. That didn't really happen. like, yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Just crazy. Just crazy. Awful. Yeah. Um, so how did you handle it when the guy showed up? <laughs> they, they don't. Like, when you, we're all hosts over 40, and we all have kids, and there are no women listening to our show. No, no, no available women. No, uh, <laughs> no available. But the unavailables. Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck at home right now, but uh, whimsical Phil. Um, <laughs> who just subscribed to our Twitch page? Nice, <laughs> just subscribed with Twitch Prime. Nice right. work, Phil. Right. Thank you, Phil. Thank you for your two fifty, my friend. That's what we yeah. need, baby. Not your two fifty. Thank you for Amazon's two fifty. Yeah. Which did you guys see? I posted the article because I like that a lot. Of, I know we have a lot of listeners who drive trucks. I saw that. I, I, re, I reposted it. The I'm very curious is, about that. The article is a little sloppy, but it was fascinating. I feel like it was sloppy for a reason. I feel like if you're going to pitch your editor at the Washington Post, they're not going to let you come up with like three or four. Uh, articles on truck driving, right? Like the, so, they kind of just slapped it all into one. The title's a little misleading. It's like, why are why are, why do we have a trucking crisis when it pays eighty grand a year? Right. But you know, turns out it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Is yeah. that it, it, on average it pays like forty? So grand the answer's in the title. <laughs> yeah, or could have been. Could have been. Be, why do we have a trucking crisis? It basically was like grand a year. Hey, oh, because it doesn't. It kind of felt like it was three articles in one. It mm-hmm. was like, hey, did you know that basically in order to make money truck driving, you have to grind it out for a couple of years, right? And then hope someone private hires you, or you get like a local route or something like right, that, right? Which is something we didn't know. To to is that like how heavily regulated it's become? That it's oh, like, crazy. It's, it's you're, it used to be a, it used to be a nice occupation for loners, but now like if you get out of your cab, there's like a, a like a thing that pops up in your reports to be like. You stopped your truck here. Why did you get out of your cab? Right. What was this stop for? And that kind of stuff. So it's, you feel like you're being totally tracked the entire time. Because you are. Because you are. Yeah. And, you feel that correctly. Yeah. And that's the you know totally anti what usually people who like that job gravitate towards. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously there's, there's, 
there's challenges and stuff that, that go along with it. Like, the, you, you know, you, you don't get the showers as often as you like. Right. Uh, there's not a lot of healthy food for you when you're traveling. Uh, you lose your friends. People lose their wives. Well, I've said before, family. my I have a, a female cousin who is a, a yeah. long-haul trucker. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, But then they got to the one part of the article, which is like, sometimes you show up for a, for a delivery, and there's no one there to unload the truck, and you sit there out front of a mm-hmm. place for six or sometimes even eight hours, and then it's costing you all of your bonuses. Uh, right. you can't make your bonuses because uh, you're not going to get your truck loaded back out on time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that? Just that scenario right there? I was like, that would make me like burn a place to the I'm, ground. That's the thing. I'm going to burn down a building. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. like, get someone the fuck down here. Yeah. Now! Right. Or I'm going to torch this By place. you not being here, you're costing me money. Oh, that made me so uncomfortable when I read that. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So it was uh, it's, 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 it's fascinating, fascinating stuff. And basically, like, one guy I thought was hilarious. He was like, maybe that's why this article is out. It's like, I hope that people don't respond to the housing, uh, to the to the trucking crisis, because then everyone will start getting paid better mm. to get shit done. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe that's true. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And there's the looming threat of automatic... Trucks. trucks. Right. You saw Logan, yeah. Driverless trucks. Seen Logan yet? The movie Logan? Yeah. The documentary I have not seen. There's a really great segment there where there's a wreck on a highway. Yeah. Horses get loose and they're running around on the highway. Yeah. And these auto semis, which are basically just the trailers moving at breakneck speed. Oh, jeez. Being autopilot are almost hitting all these horses. Mm. It's just really cool looking, but it's also frightening. You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's coming. Yeah. That's coming real soon. Um, but it's not coming that soon. Right. No, not that soon. I saw a, uh, a an accident on the freeway between here and L.A., up in the mountains, between Vegas and L.A., yeah. that was almost that same scenario, but it was pigs. Oh! Uh, the pig truck had turned over. Oh, you told us about this before. Oh, have I? Okay. But, well, please... The, there Tell was, us again about the horrible pig accident. It was it was half and half, <laughs> live pigs way, and dead pigs. Ah! Almost the name of our podcast. <laughs> yeah, the half horrible pig accident. Horrible pig accident. <laughs> You're listening to episode 472 of Horrible Pig Accident. <laughs> I think we just came up with our next spinoff. Oink, oink, everybody. Welcome to the Horrible Pig Accident. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> I had an accident. Preaching fat back. <laughs> Salt pork. We're already there. We're halfway. <laughs> yeah. Halfway alive, halfway dead. <laughs> yeah, it was right. horrible. So a sea, a sea of were they avalanching down a hill? That's what I'm picturing. And then, no, there was they were on the um, they were running around on the freeway. They were on the freeway, and some of them were still getting hit and killed. Yes. Oh boy. Whoa. Yeah. No, there yeah. were there were cars pulled over that had. That I used had to actually play. I used to play that game on Odyssey. Yeah, that's called Bacon <laughs> Bonus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was a ripoff for Frogger, but it came Bacon out Bonus. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, me, me. the problem is you had to control like twelve pigs at the same time. It was it was very it tricky. Wasn't one frog? It's like it herding like, pigs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Um, yeah, but I was just, I was like, oh, and like basically, oh, the other thing that really uh really got my uh ground your gears, ground my gears. There we go. There's trucker talk for yep. everybody out there. You know, they promise like bonuses, right? So that's the right. way they compete now. So they promise for bonuses. So you, yeah. you'll sign for like a thirty five hundred dollar bonus, but they give you like five hundred in the first month. A thousand, you know, the next month, right. you know, whatever, and you're like, it's a slow that's drip. Not that's not a thirty five hundred dollar bonus. No, that's a slow drip. All those things always drive me crazy. As we've discussed many times, all of our expenses are monthly. Yeah, right. So if anything you do trickles down to over a month, fuck you. Right, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like that's not the way the way the rest of the world works. So I hate that's not that. the way bill collectors work. No, nope. 
So like I so when it, it's like that's such a that's such a fucking big f you. So sim- truck drivers, you have my sympathy. I was really happy to read the articles. I really was. Uh, it was a nice like. I hope that any a, of the our... article premise was flawed and and the, right. and the and it was all over the place. But overall, it gave me a nice kind a of vantage insight. point to the current uh, current trucking industry. I hope that our little podcast has in some way provided a soothing balm. Or yeah. anyone uh, out there on the hard road, I hope dodging our, pigs. Soothing hope, balm was another almost uh, <laughs> title of this podcast. It was, it was a whole note song. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope, I hope that like our podcast has been like a happy pig that didn't even leave the truck, that just stayed in the truck. And was I'm like, staying out in the truck. Just, I don't know where everybody went. I'm hanging out here. On I your know otherwise. I'm going to the slaughterhouse eventually. <laughs> but I'm content. I'll stay here. I, I live a good pig life. I'm content. I'm ready to go. I'm yep. a happy pig. <laughs> Which, by the way, I 100% believe that haagen translated happy pigs when I was a kid. You thought that's what it was? Yeah, it was like, it was ah. like the Swedes getting us back. Like, Is it Swedish or... or... It's no, a fake name. It's American. It's it, American. Yeah, it's, it's an American they, company it's a made that, up is, name. that is nothing. made to... It, it's, it's there to sound like a, a pretentious uh, European name. It's baloney. It doesn't mean anything. So that might still mean happy pigs. It, could it still might mean happy pigs. It means what you want it to mean. Oh, then it definitely means happy pigs. That, yeah. that umlaut changes the definition. It was like, definition. ah, they got you. Like, yeah. ah, you go in and enjoy your ice cream, you happy pig. That's it. Keeping you happy, you happy pig. Happy and fat and subjugated. <laughs> this is what life was like before the internet. A friend was right. like, you know, haagen means happy pigs in, in and Swedish. Went, oh, and yeah, sure. That's, and it's a big joke. It's like everyone goes in there and there's a happy pig. And I was like, oh, my God. Years. Those Swedes. Those Swedes. They fucking fucked us. They fucked us <laughs> you good. You fucked us good, McSwede. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys do big celebrations for your blank episodes? Uh, every hundred episodes, we get a guest host to come in and kind of interview us. Okay, <laughs> yeah, oh. that's as much as we do, really. Is Paul slated for eight hundred? Uh, we should. We should have Paul come on and do that. I, no, they have a. They have a, what's his name who comes on? Um, uh, Rich Chris Hard. Rich Grisham is a longtime <laughs> listener and. Hardcore fan. I mean, I've listened to pretty much every episode they've put out. Right. But Rich sort of like does annotates. He have the same, does he have the same butt tattoo that you have of him? The same what? Butt tattoo? Yes. <laughs> butt tattoo? He does have the butt same tattoo. butt tattoo. I like to make it one word. Yes, the same butt tattoo. <laughs> uh, and uh, no, but Rich does a great job of keeping all the T's crossed and I's dotted. He knows every little nuance that happens within the the, the show itself and yeah. all their life changes as well it's been fascinating to listen to all of them you know go from a, a couple of them childless bachelors to uh yeah. fathered dudes in there in 12 years yeah it's it's pretty amazing and very funny you would appreciate it too there's yes the, someone said two children while recording this one there's a there's a about a two-year window uh the child years where you would hear <laughs> babies in the background all the time. Oh, hilarious. Because they're recording in different spaces and, you know, time, yeah. and, you know, you record, you do it, you do your show. But it's just so funny to hear those little guys coming up and growing up. And hey, Q. Who hey, we get a hold going? of? How's it going, Q? Oh, good. 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 Just hanging out on my porch. Okay, cool. I'm totally interrupting this podcast to uh, bring up an old uh, thing from the last podcast. Uh, yeah. you, you, you kind of have an understanding of how, like, uh, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Um, quantum tattoos? physics? No, quantum physics. Oh, quantum, quantum computers. Yeah, quantum, quantum computers. computers yeah. Oh, I want to know. Uh, 
little bit, a little bit, a little tiny bit. I wouldn't, <laughs> yeah. What did you, you graduate with a double major? What was your double major? Uh, physics and computer science. Okay, great. It's a pretty good I, one. That's close enough. This is certainly close enough for Paul's question. Paul, can you try to explain <laughs> what you said? <laughs> All right. <happened? laughs> so my understanding, my understanding via the internet and via YouTube. And can, the, can you hear him? Okay. All right. My understanding is that quantum computing, in essence, (laughs) is in some way, (laughs) in some way, it is it is breaking through to alternate dimensions to allow for variable calculations (laughs) on a scale of one to dumb. Where does that fall? What was, the, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> does does quantum mechanics involve breaking dimensions? Not quantum mechanics, quantum computing. Quantum computing. Yeah, they are they are yeah. they are sending information into alternate dimensions so that calcula- so that calculations can be done <laughs> at a at a speed and 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 a, a randomness that uh, impossible in just one dimension. Okay. Does okay. <laughs> Can you answer any of that? For, what does that is, is is that making sense? Anything that you understand? Yeah, no. Well, so uh, to, to sort of support, you, it, it, it's, you're, you're wrong. But uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, Good start. Sorry. Just want to make sure we start where we need to. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, I will say my degree is not in this. Okay. <laughs> my non-degree. No, go ahead. So, what does it do? So, uh, well, I'll start by saying you're not, you're not alone in, in having that feeling. Uh, there were a, a lot of physicists uh, throughout the, the, the 20th century that uh, uh, argued for something called the ether. Um, and so when you look at, there's, you've probably heard the words of the Schrodinger equation, uh, there's uh, what's there's called a, an imaginary component in that equation. So there's something that has a term that, you know, square root of negative one. Um and so physicists said, well, that must, uh, that must mean something, you know, something, there's something oscillating in, in some other dimension we weren't aware of, they called it the ether. Uh, they found out that wasn't the case, but you're not, you're not, so you're not alone okay. uh, in, in feeling that way. <laughs> okay. So, but, uh, so in order to get quantum, yeah. quantum computers and like and going to switching, basically the big fear now is that quantum, uh, uh, basically, everything we do is in- encryption is still based on a binary system. Once we switch to a quantum system, everything we know about encryption now will be undone in moments, right? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's 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 accurate. Yeah. Okay, and that is with or without the use of other dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with with or without. I mean, who knows? You know, there's uh, who knows? Who knows? Okay. Paul is waving his hands as though he has won a victory. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, who knows? And also, it is, it is, it's that, uh, it's, 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 it's that spooky action, right? Yeah, spooky action. So that's that's probably that's probably the closest experimental evidence <laughs> for uh, uh, a spooky action at a distance. Yep. Um, I think is what Einstein called it. Right. Um, so uh, that's that's probably the best evidence there is for a fourth spatial dimension, uh, where basically what's happening is 
You have something called the uh, Pauli exclusion principle, which says that two particles cannot exist in the same state at the same time. Um, That's like when you meet your doppelganger, you can't shake hands from that other dimension because you'll explode. It's exactly like that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) How, on a scale of uh, one to really annoying, how how bad is it to hear Paul's support of your ideas immediately go to weird places that don't exist? Uh, three. Yeah, okay, <laughs> fair enough. I'll take fair. it. I'll That's take fair. it. That's I'll fair. take a three. I can live with a three. Now, now you just you're just you're you're just a grad. You're you just recently graduated. In fact, very recently yeah. graduated. So yeah. you're probably at least I'm, like I'm essentially I'm essentially a physics noob. You're you're a physics noob, and you're probably three beers deep into a, a, a four day weekend. Well, right? When you find those dimensions, That's get correct. back at me. <laughs> That's correct. Okay. <laughs> what is something that you like? Uh, empathize with Paul like what's like an outlandish concept that you kind of want to be true but it hasn't been proven but hasn't been thoroughly disproven that you're kind of like hoping is true uh string theory okay um, okay so they're, they're what they're kind of saying is that so imagine you had like a you know a little you had a you had a stick and there's a ball there's a ball attached to the stick with a string and you you spin it and imagine as it spins the ball eventually will will as a rope wraps around the stick, the ball's going to get pulled closer and closer to the stick until it's sitting on top of it. Um, and well, what we'll see is, well, it's, it's stopped. It's, it's on the top of the stick and it, it's, it's done. It's with its business. Um, but, uh, so what string theory is kind of saying is, well, it continues spinning just in a, in a dimension that we don't see. So basically particles are oscillating in dimensions that we can't observe. Um, okay. and that's sort of, a, a my understanding of it is, and take this with a large grain of salt, uh, a uh, an attempt at unifying gravi- gravitational theory with quantum mechanics. Right. Well, um, I, if you haven't seen Paul, believe me, he takes everything with a giant grain of salt. I do. Well, I'll tell you, you know, we might find that a lot of this unobservable activity could just be down to the fact that we can't perceive it. It might not be occurring in a different dimension. It might be right here. It's just, I mean, you know, as as we as we evolve as humans, we're getting more rods and cones in our eyes. We're able to perceive different wavelengths of light that we mm-hmm. couldn't see before, things like that. Sure. Who knows what other stuff that's right there in our own physical reality now yeah. will become observable or be able to be measured by a process that we have yet to uncover. And, and, and what, what you're talking about is actually uh, was uh, something that Einstein, among other uh, – prominent physicist argued for, which is uh, uh, so-called a hidden variable theory. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, Schrodinger's equation, and stop me when I become boring. Uh, Schrodinger's stop! Equation, no! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go, like go ahead. Said, has, that, uh, has that imaginary component in it, and so when, um, when they were trying to understand what it meant, they said, well, maybe there's, uh, maybe there's a hidden variable. There's something happening that we can't observe that sort of make sense of that imaginary component because the sort of feeling was how can we have an imaginary component in an equation that's supposed to describe reality? Um, and so you had ideas like the ether, which was uh, conclusively uh, disproven by the Michelson-Morley experiment. Mm-hmm. Of um, course. We all know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Old M&M at it again. But uh, they, they, so all these brilliant physicists basically devoted – dumped a ton of energy into proving what you're saying uh, right, and they, they failed. 
Right. Okay. Um, so now, the, I, what about the argument? Is not, right. But, but here's my argument for there might, we, there might be alternative realities or alternative dimensions. Donald Trump is president. Uh-huh. Uh, the, go- <laughs> <laughs> the New York Times put out an article there might be alien life. The NBA somehow made it so that there's uh, a Cavs-Warriors lineup for the fourth time. Also, it's so boring that we all watch the Golden Knights win a hockey game. We all want the Golden Knights to win the cup. An expansion team might win a, a, a sports championship for the first time, and it would be the 100th anniversary of the Stanley Cup. It's all too convenient, right? There has to be other dimensions where just the nonsense isn't happening, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably the, uh, <laughs> the strongest, strongest argument we have. I nailed it. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you guys at the Supreme Court of Science. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so as of right now, we're not going to be relying on any alternative dimensions to make uh, technology work. Is that right? Uh, not, not that I know of. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, that's that's our that's our resident uh, uh, until we have a, until we have a more qualified person. This is our computer science uh, physicist expert. Never going to get a more qualified person. <laughs> <laughs> this is Quentin Donnelly, my brother, recent graduate uh, from where'd you graduate from? Temple University. Temple University, the Harvard of Philadelphia. So Maybe there you go. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Q. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right. <laughs> We'll see, later. we'll see you soon. Sorry, he texted in. I just want to make sure we got that out of the way. Bam! I appreciate that. That's good. Science Mike dropped. That got me. That got me some answers. That's good. That's good. And it once again proved that YouTube is full of shit. <laughs> so full of shit. Weird. Although weird that those people would publish on YouTube. And I not wonder on... if he's watched the stuff that the CERN guy. Has uh, Do you want me to get it back on the phone? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. But uh, like the CERN guy himself has given these talks where he does talk about the possibility of breaking another. But again, it, it's all also, it's all theoretical, and it's also these things. And if of you like, start to take it at face value or or believe that that's that's the only explanation, that's when it gets tricky. Also, yeah. modern media, right? You're in science to pursue the unknown. You want to figure out shit. You have a curious mind. And you have a curious mind that's as curious as anyone else, except that you hopefully have the faculties and the resources to go about finding out answers that maybe the average person can't do. Right. So you're going to sit around and shoot the shit. You're going to sit around and pontificate. Right. Because mm-hmm. what happens, I see this happen all the time with sports media. So I listen to podcasts, sports podcasts. Right. And all of a sudden I see like eight articles come out that have taken that one interview into like tiny bits and pieces and put a much more sensational title on it and run with a different direction. The problem is that there's no sport. You know, there's not as many. No, there's not. No, there's not as many prominent sports conspiracy, conspiracy theorists besides Paul Mattingly. Well, <laughs> I do what I can. Uh, but the internet has not stopped stupid. So if scientists sit around and pontificate <laughs> and shoot the shit, and we hear that, and the same effect happens. Yes. Eight articles come out sensationalizing little trivial thoughts because. Unlike scientists, yeah, we don't have the discipline yeah. and the wherewithal to be wise enough to say, you know, I'm I'm postulating these ideas, yes, just to get discussion and just to yeah. theorize. Because I'm but hoping, I'm, wise I'm hoping, and, I'm hoping a colleague will go, oh shit, I never thought about that. This. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wise enough to know I don't have the answer. Yeah. This is not the answer. No. But it's a possibility right. that I am going to entertain briefly. Yeah. And so briefly then, in the span of universe time because they get that. Too, yeah, exactly. Which is like, you know, yeah. I'm here for a blink, as are we all. And then you have conspiracy theorists reading those sensational articles and be right. like, huh? 
The science confirms. Yeah. Smurfs right. run NASA. <laughs> yeah. I've yet to see that one disproven. <laughs> Uh, What's that tiny little mushroom-shaped building next yeah. door to NASA? Dun, yeah, dun, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's three apples high, every entrance. Look. Bam. <laughs> Look on Google Maps. Um, uh, street View. If you, uh, if you spell John Glenn backwards, it's Gargamel. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out there. In Swedish. In Swedish. <laughs> Look it I, up, people. Go to Hagen <laughs> Um <laughs> uh, when does your when does your podcast come out? Every what? Uh, every Tuesday. Morning. Every Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Every Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the latest one uh, about? Uh, what are we about talking? an hour time. And a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we we talk about the latest news in video games. So we talk about Battlefield Five. Okay. They've got a woman on the cover of this one. Whoa. So it's a shooting game with a woman on the cover. So it's very the internet doesn't some of the internet doesn't like it. It's Hilarious! also well I'm, it, it's it's based in World War Two, right? It's based in World War Two. It's II. based in World War Two, so a bunch of people are like, there were no women soldiers in women World War Two. But of course there were historical yeah. <laughs> Right. You know, you can look it up. It wasn't it wasn't hugely widespread, but it no, happened. They were also, the helicopter I mean, pilots. Right. Back, they drove the helicopters. Yeah. There's <laughs> evidence of also like there's evidence of many women in the Revolutionary War and the Civil War disguising right. themselves as men. Some even lived out their lives as men after the fact because they stayed as a veteran. Yeah. Right? And so they wanted to keep mm-hmm. living the veteran lifestyle and they loved – there's like a great book out. But it's like basically some women like, oh, I, living like a man is real nice. So I'm going to keep living like a dude. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't imagine these nerds did not watch Return <laughs> of the King. <laughs> it happened. A yeah. girl dressed up like a dude and beat down Sauron's army. Also, like the idea, like, okay, I like this video game. It's coming out. It has a girl on the cover. What? Get, get out there and tell people about the stuff. You know, like, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> like, get what? me my pitchfork and torch. <laughs> like, what? Turns out yeah. people that have 40 to 50 plus hours to devote to a single game <laughs> every couple months. They have some time to rant on their hands. <laughs> they do. Yeah. Weird. The last game, I like, like, when I, and this was when I was just doing the show. Yeah. And I did have a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda, I put crazy yes, time into did. Zelda. You yes. put crazy time. But so did Piff. Yes. So I feel like I'm in good company because it was, it was a great game. And you yeah. did too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you passed that 200 mark. No, I didn't. The, okay, so I'm close. I, 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 yeah. You're still alone. You're still alone, Mattingly. <laughs> I am alone. If it's, I knew what that meant, I would rail you right now. <laughs> 200 plus hours. I believe he means hours. hours. Yeah. Probably, yeah. probably around 250. And it's just that good. The damn game is you're just... You're trying to go to the Malcolm Gladwell principle? Like, if you have over 10,000 hours, no matter what, you become an expert. Eventually, I will become a, high, a, high, a Hylian elf. <laughs> Just a little more time. And just I'll a be fact. Yep. That's just what's going to happen. Yeah, that's just science right there. <laughs> I'd say get Q back on the phone, but we know that's true. Is there like a cover of Zelda that would piss you off enough that you'd be like, fuck this game? Like a remake where it'd be like, oh, this is... Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's been enough different takes on Zelda, I would say, that nah. Yeah. And, and and I'm a fan. I've always been a fan of that series, but never like obsessed. Yeah. But this game, the I greatest love, game I've ever played. I love when you're playing Zelda and Zelda gets the sword and then Zelda gets the shield. <laughs> And then Zelda goes out and kills all the things. Yeah, that's just. That's the, and then Zelda gets the bow and arrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. This is my favorite. I love, I love that so my much. Favorite meme. So, so there's a meme out there that's it's it's got a picture of Link. Yeah, and of course, and it reads. You mean Zelda? Says, yes. And that well, that's the joke. And it says, and it says, "What if Zelda was a girl?" Right. 
And it's like, God damn it, because Zelda is a you know the yeah, princess. Yeah. But then there was this really funny one I saw the other day where they had uh, a Weber, uh-huh. and it and it had a little hat and little ears and a little bow and arrow around the Weber, uh-huh. and it said, "What if Zelda was a grill?" <laughs> killed me. So fucking funny. <laughs> uh, let me reverse the argument. Is there a chance that it was just dumb pandering to stick a girl on the cover of that game? Is it integral to the story? Does it matter? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> this I is EA again, right? I this did, is EA. So I did my best for you, bigots. I did my best. <laughs> well, so EA just published Battlefield 2, mm-hmm. uh, the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I should say Battle, Battlefront 2, mm-hmm. um, which, of course, was caught up in major controversy because of loot boxes, loot crates. But they also had a female protagonist in the single-player campaign. Oh, okay. So I believe it's a, a, certainly a conscientious choice on EA's part to move towards more sure. female protagonists. Plus, one of the best-selling games of last year, Horizon Zero Dawn, which was a PlayStation exclusive and still sold crazy, crazy fucking numbers. You don't have to Only tell on, me about that. You oh you never because played, I don't care about you it. You never played fucking Horizon. <laughs> you never played it. It's great. It's uh, Ashley Birch. I just downloaded it. Doing the voice. It. I just downloaded it on my phone. You mother... You can't! You can't! It's a PlayStation... No, that's that's four. It's exclusive to Horizon to Horizon Four. Exclusive Horizon Four colon hospital. But that was also a female protagonist for the game, Uh, and so I think you know more than anything, any of these decisions that you see, whether they're designed to cause controversy or not, is is arguable. They're designed to boot to move numbers. Here's something. Here's something I've never thought of until this moment. They're seeing a trend of a big sale for a female lead. Mm. I. There has to be a difference between people's uh, where they're at from their empathetic vantage point of a game. Mm. So when I'm playing uh, a game, I feel like I'm observing an adventure, even though I'm manipulating it. I'm watching. Right. I guess there must be other people who feel like they are right. that person, yeah. right? Yes. So oh, yeah. therefore, playing a different gender might be something that would be very powerful to them. Right? Mm-hmm. Or displeasing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe it just unleashes their their true right. Like, oh my god, I feel so good and alive. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh. I want to fight as a lady. Give me dresses. <laughs> Get me dresses and a bow and arrow now. Now. <laughs> yeah. Which great. Yeah. I hope that's happening. Yeah, but then, yeah. and then, like, because in that case, I understand people's you know the market then is going to decide if people are that type of if, if the majority of people are that type of an empathetic yeah. video game player. That might be. I understand. How that issue might cut deeper than I, as a, as a casual observer, might. I mean, people are very passionate about their games. No yeah. two ways about if it. If a person who is trans runs at me with a weapon, yeah. I'm going to react the same way that I'm going to react if a cis person runs at me with a weapon. That is yeah. the equality is, we have striven for all this time. You've got it. <laughs> Jacob I'm, doesn't see color. I'm not going to be happy either way. <laughs> I just I'm finally... Gonna, I'm going to die. Yeah. I'm going to die trying to lock my car door either way. <laughs> I just finally started playing a little bit of the new uh, Resident Evil uh, last night, and because uh, it's it's been out for a long time, and I never just got around, I just got around yeah. to starting it, and it's crazy, violent, nuts, and yeah. you're, you're the the wife that you you're searching for is was you find her in this house, and she goes bananas on you, yeah. and she turns half zombie and stabs you in the hand, and then chainsaws off your hand. It's spoiler cr- alert. Know, spoiler. It's first hour. It's fine, uh, but it's nuts. Yeah. Nuts, nutty stuff, and I'm like, oh, this is, yeah. And uh, but uh, but to your yeah. point, 
if I saw myself as this character, yeah, I, if I really got into that, what would I be feeling towards this woman? Mm. What would I be feeling towards myself having my hand cut off? Yeah, like, yeah. There's a level of I have a certain level of distance that I'm able to put on, yeah. except yeah. when I'm playing. Zelda. Well, it's also okay. there've been you are a link. Well, like 30 years of video games, and how many of those have been World War II shooters? They have to bring something new to it, right? Right. I mean. For years, I played Super Mario Brothers, and I did the it, classic World War II shoot. And I, <laughs> and I did end up trying to open a plumbing business with my brother. Yeah. <laughs> and that happened. I rode a dinosaur that <laughs> ate things with his tongue. Yeah, and I kicked every turtle I saw right in the head <laughs> and slid it down the street. Well, that's the only way we've survived as long as we have as a species. <laughs> it's kicking turtles, it's kicking, kicking turtles. turtles, and making them slide. Sorry, what were you saying? Sorry, no, oh, but it, I. They've done so many of these World War II games, and Battlefield Five. It isn't actually the fifth Battlefield game. I think it's I don't know how many 12, they've done. They've maybe. done a lot. They can't so, count. <laughs> well, I mean, between I don't know five. We've well, the last 12. one was called Battlefield I like five. One. Call it five. Right? They called it one to try to reset the thing, uh, and then they jump back to five. Battlefield Five. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so Battlefield Five was released after Battlefield One. That's right. Yeah. Like immediately after. It's the next, the one next in the year, thing. yeah. It's to leave room for your two, three, four trilogy at a later. For the prequels, time, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. As prequels to five. Maybe. Maybe. Um, well, I, I'll, I'll play those. <laughs> On it. The ones that aren't out? Yeah. The ones that don't exist? I'm, I'm holding out for two, three, and four. If you do when buy, those come out, I will play them. If you do I'm buy in. a system, are you, gonna, are you thinking about what would you get? I would just call you. You know that. I would just call you and talk to you for like a half hour. Okay. I, you just would. You would just. Okay. Or my kids are going to say, here's what's going to happen. My kids are going to say, hey. I want this. I want this. I'm going to call. Uncle Paul and yeah. be like, my kids ask for this. Is this the system to start them out on? This is right. where we want to go, or where should I be? Should we give them another system? And if yeah. so, you got to give me a kick-ass game to load into it right away, so my kids don't go. But I want the other thing. Yep, that would be basically what's going to happen. You're going to end up getting two switches before it's done. <laughs> That's what'll happen. I'm going to get yeah. two switches out of them right now. Hey, clean up their toys. And trap, 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 trap. <laughs> go out to the woods. Get me a switch, <laughs> Father. It's covered in scorpions. Get me a switch. <laughs> get me a scorpion. A scorpion is a switch. <laughs> Go, out back, go in the back, give me a scorpion to beat you. you. You just played a Nintendo game. That's called Nintendo. That, that scorpion is called Nintendo now. You really want a Nintendo? No. All right. That's right. <laughs> That's the best right there. Go out and get PlayStation and Xbox right now. Go select them. Okay. Oh, no. They stung me. No, I'll never play Xbox. They stung me. <laughs> cruel. Cruel. Uh, your daughter's already playing games. She is, yeah. She plays video games. Now, oh, this is something you might be interested in, actually, Matt. I am. So the Switch <laughs> just came out with this incredible system, incredible for kids, I would argue, mm-hmm. called Labo, Nintendo Labo. Have you heard about this, Matt? No. It is designed around the functionality of the Switch's Joy-Cons, which are the controllers you can separate from the little handheld version. Yeah. They have all these intricate sensors and monitors as far as angles that they're held at. They can see reflections in light and all that kind of stuff. They're very perceptive little tools. Wow. Labo lets you stick these things into these intricately constructed cardboard toys. And then you can play a piano. You can do a little fishing game. You can ride a motorcycle. But it's a way to not only interact. Just like Hall & Oates. Yeah, you interact. Yeah, like a Hall & Oates motorcycle. But you build the toys with your kids out of Mm -hmm. these cardboard foldies. Yeah. Then you stick the controllers in them. And then you're... Playing on the TV with the controller, <laughs> it, it, with, the, wow. with the with the toy you just created. That's insane. So it's very interactive. It takes hours to build some of these projects. 
Yeah. How, how much time have you spent with your daughter on it? Oh, like probably five hours making stuff. Wow. Oh, wow. cool. We did that a piano. Great. We did uh, the house. We did a little RC car. And it has this laboratory mode where you can go in and actually see how it works. So that it's actually kind of like teaching the kids what uh, the little IR sensor cameras seen. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. I, um, I was in, when I was in Calgary, I went to the mall. There's a Microsoft store at the mm-hmm. mall. And half the store is dedicated to VR. And uh, I was like, really, like, <laughs> the first time I was like, I'm an old man. <laughs> like, I just don't go to the malls that often. And I remember almost being like, oh, there's, they don't have these stores in America. And like, shutting up at the last second and realizing that I don't go out to stores in America. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Vegas, not yeah. a whole lot. I mean, Meadows Mall, where my wife works, about the only mall that's really kicking no, out. There's here one out in Henderson, too, uh, Sunset. Oh, well, of course, that was But one I don't go, really you know, it's yeah. Christmas shopping right. and oh, whatever. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Or if there's some weird carny thing in the parking lot that I go to. So you just talking about that reminded me of something that I, I was speaking about uh, before. So the zombie place I'm working now, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, So uh, there's a point where we scan people for how susceptible they are to the virus. Okay. And what we're using is a Xbox Connect sensor. <laughs> so it looks like their skeleton oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. moving and whatnot. And, they, and so they can move, and it's, 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 it's pretty cute. But people were free. There was a group that was freaking out on me. That it was like, "Is this really a, a X-ray? Am I really getting X-ray?" I'm like, "It's a, it's a connect. It's an, <laughs> an Xbox Connect. If you must know, <laughs> this is something I meant to say. This yes, is, this you was, are really getting X-rayed. This was so far my Please best. Please leave moment. your insurance information at the desk. This is so far my best moment at that job. Yet two days ago, I'm doing Officer Two, which is the bring everybody in and break down the seriousness of what they're about to face. Oh, right, good. drama. Right, good. So I'm the drama guy. So I'm, I'm the intro guy. I'm standing there with uh, an M16 around my shoulder, mm-hmm. a, fu- a fake one, but it's heavy as fuck. It's like a 20 pound prop rifle. Then it is fake, right? They're not it, too heavy as a rifle, are yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. And it and it's it's big and it's got a little orange tip at the front, so I keep that pointed down so people can't really see that. I got these two little kids, can't be more than five and six, respectively, mm-hmm. right? And uh, at the start of the line, the little kid's like, is that a real gun? Is that a real gun? Is that a real gun? And I kind of just brush it aside. Yeah. They take their little pictures at the start. They come over. I'm about to go into my second part of my speech. So, is that a real gun? Is that a real gun? <laughs> and so finally, I'm like, well, I, I've got to address it. Wouldn't do me much good if it wasn't, soldier. You know, that kind of thing. Just, yeah, you know, yeah. That. But no sooner had I gotten that out, the other little kid goes, don't break the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. The, that the, the 100% slightly, sounds like how my sons would interact. Yeah, the slightly yeah, older yeah. kid was my, like, don't yeah. break the fourth wall. My oldest son would be like, don't break the fourth wall. It was too much. It was absolutely too much. So restored, restored a little bit of hope for the next generation for me. <laughs> That was an awesome day. Awesome day. Uh, well, we're going to stick around for some scoop mail. Absolutely. All right. Let's Great. get into some scoop mail. All right. Boom. Here we go. Message for you, son. This is from The Juggling Scoop. Hello, gentlemen of the churn. This time next month at the end of June 2018, if you are miles behind, uh, this scoop will be married. And I am hoping that a scoop mail Don't will help me it, obelisk yeah, my yeah, future yeah, yeah, yeah. wife. <laughs> 
I'm a performer. She has never been, and yet so, yesterday she did her first clear, ever show. I'm making fun of that everyone says don't do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not actually saying don't do it. I hate that joke so much. Yeah. That's what I'm making fun of. Go ahead. Uh, I'm a performer. She has never been, and yet yesterday she did her first ever show. She is passionate about saving the creatures in the oceans, and uh, I have only one skill set, so we created a show called Curios Aquatica. Educating people about the dangers the oceans face, and we were also fundraising for marine charities. So uh, that is uh, the website is curiosaquatica.com. That's C U R I O S A Q U A T I C A dot com. They have a charity fundraising link. If any scoop want to help us uh, raise money for them, and I'm well aware that this site is less memorable than fuckdodwall.com. I am so proud of her for becoming a performer and being corrupted into the crazy performer lifestyle. Having to put on an expensive and elegant costume in a toilet was a big eye-opener for her. I wondered... That's uh, a, that's a, I've discussed this on air. I hate getting changed in the bathroom. Yep. When they ask you to come do a gig... And they don't never think about you not being the giant thing that they've asked to be yes. in their show. Uh, like if we, there's going to be a show with a giant squid in it. The giant squid will show up and perform. Right. The no thought that a human being is going to show up and be like, is there a place to put on a giant squid costume? And who's going to walk me there when I can't see them? Yeah. Uh, so I wondered what advice you would give to someone who, at the age of 27, is becoming a professional performer. Thanks, guys. That's uh, Greg, a.k.a. The Juggling Scoop. Don't do it. Is that, that's, don't that's do really, it. That's really... Terrible. Again, that's uh, uh, C-U-R-I-O. Do, do get married. Do get married. Huge yes. fan of it. Getting into show business at 27. Getting into show business. It's a weird thing. It's hard. I guess the thing is you have to answer this honestly, and you are old enough to answer this honestly, because this, yeah. this is actually posed to, to people when they're younger and into it, which is that, can you actually be satisfied by the art of it? Can that, you gather, there it is. Can you actually, and every child says yes. Right. And then when they're not rich and famous, they're fucking angry as fuck. Right. I still say yes, and there are days when I'm like, where's my money? You know what I mean? But like, but like, but my, honestly. My question is never that. My question is always, uh, is there another job that you can see yourself doing and be happy? That's a big one, too. Yeah. That's a big one, too. If there think, is, then you should probably do that. I do think, if someone put a great quote up, and I don't even know who it was from, and I forget it all, except the, the takeaway of it. Which, but it was basically, was like, it was this guy, it was, it was an old famous author in like the 40s or 50s who said, like, find a vocation, find a job you can take pride in. It wasn't about, like, find a dream and live your dream. Right. And it was like, we kind of teach it incorrectly, I think, to our... To children, yes, which is like, what do you want to be? Anything, and they're like, astronaut, rock star. I'm like, you can do Great. it. Great, it's a fine lesson, but it's not really what you're actually saying. No, and they're and like we worked. I worked with a friend uh, over at uh, Princess Cruise Lines the other day. Yeah, uh, our friend Zipporah. Oh, great! And she was in Fifty Shades with us. She used to be an O. You know, mm-hmm. she's singing all over town. Crazy, powerful soprano, operatic voice. Mm-hmm. She's a tall lady, and the kind of thing like she can hit notes that you feel like other glasses would shatter. Perfect singer, right? She does not sing for the Screws Line. She works in an administrative thing. I went, out, but I went out and worked with Princess Screws Line. It's this wonderful team, and it was this team kicked that we worked with them all day. It was one of the most effortless corporate workshops I'd ever done. They just were on board, taking it in, taking it legitimately in. Loving it and just and well, knocking it out. And you I see mean, they're if, a strong team. If you didn't barf on them or shit on them, yeah, right. The, 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 the then I want my cruise, ship, cruise ship teams. Yeah, they go through it. Well, that's it. And I talked to her. I said, "So you're doing this now, and you go out and you check on shows and yeah. check on entertainment." And I said, "Do you ever sub in?" She goes, "Oh no, no, no." And I said, "Do you still sing right now?" She's like, "No." I said, "Do you miss it?" She's like, "No." I mean, I'll I'll try to sing. I think I think maybe like once a month if I got out and. 
tried to sing with something. It might be fun just to sing. Yeah. But uh, I love working with this team. Yeah. And I was like, this is a great example mm-hmm. of, like, there's a certain, like, contentment that you can't promise someone who's, like, still, like, you know, to still, you know, getting their headshots redone when they can't afford it. And, right. And, and feel like they're just going mucking through it. It's like, showbiz is so cruel, and it's so... Random. It's so random, and on the early stages of it, it's so wasteful. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking wasteful of your money. It's so fucking wasteful of your time. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable how much time you have to just fucking waste. How much money you just have to fucking waste to even begin to kind of wiggle your way into places that you can start to be appreciated. Yep, yep, yep. It's just heartbreaking that way. Doubly so for comedy, especially stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. Oh, the path to being remotely... Successful as a successful, stand-up. Remotely paid well as a stand-up. Oh, it's a lot of sacrifice. Horrible, a lot horrible, of horrible. sacrifice. Yeah. But you hit it exactly on the head, and I hear it from almost every successful artist I speak to. It is from a place of passion, and it is because of the work. Yeah. They want to do it because that's what they want to do. They want to create, they want to generate, yeah. and they want to be part of that exciting art. Yeah. That's it. Like right now. It's a place of passion. And, and the fame, the money, absolutely secondary, if not third. Yeah. On their on their rank. If you're yeah. getting in it for fame or money, you're not in it for the right reason. I also say this like half. And it probably won't come because you're in it for the wrong reason. Correct. And I think, and that's where actually like show business has gotten so chaotic because of the internet yeah. that it really is only going to be for the artists. In like 10 years, it's really only going to be for the people who actually are in it for the art. It's already kind of like that on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's a decimating yet beautiful side effect of what's happening yes. because of the internet. It is self-correcting in a yeah. lot of ways. Well, you know, you got player one here. 12 years. Yeah. They're not in it for the fame. They're not in it for the for no. the exposure. They're in it because... They're this handling is... their stalkers alphabetically. <laughs> but it's what they love to do. They're in it for you the know? puss. Yeah. There's, a, there's a passion there. They yeah. enjoy the process. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without that... No. It doesn't like, happen. And I'm at the point, like, I haven't, you know... I haven't really gone out as an actor for over a year now. And I miss acting. I don't miss trying to be an actor. Right. And I don't. And my and my dream is dead. The, the sitcoms don't get made traditionally anymore. Yeah. No one's gonna want like a, a good funny guy to play the dad of this family that we all watch yeah. anymore. No. I don't think it's gonna happen. No. Anymore. And so I don't really care. I do miss acting because I did like it. I did train for it, and I mm-hmm. think at some points I was pretty good at it. So I do. I would love to like do a play, and I think I would love to actually act for the art of it again. And I think I would. I'm at a point in my life where I would draw great satisfaction out of doing that, and not feel like I was practicing for something greater. Which is the worst place to be as an, an artist is to feel like you're doing something just to practice. You know? Yep. Uh, like so many times, like all my friends out there just now. Now used to, to get on a house team at an improv theater used to be like this great thing. Now it's this thing you do to say I got that, I did that, and now I'm working on other stuff. And but in order to walk in the room or talk to a commercial agent or talk to my friends, and be like, "Well, I'm on a house team at blank." Like you, yeah. you all get in the teams just to say you're on the teams for blank, right? And you're like, "It's no longer oh. the goal. The bar keeps getting raised." And you're like, is there anything more depressing than just grinding out your shows every Wednesday night right. or every Thursday night for your? You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, there not... is something more depressing when they measure your success in LPM <laughs> laps per minute, and that is a fucking real thing. That has happened at I.O. Oh, it is disgusting. That is I awful. I think they've modified that policy they by now. To. But God off, damn it, same, it was real. The same place that, that invented the Herald real. opening? Yeah. And LPM. Right. Those two no, places can't exist. No, no, they fucking can't. Uh, the creating a, a laughless overture of five-minute theatrical machine of fluid eight-person participation <laughs> doesn't get all the laughs per minute. Right. 
Oh, that's right? brutal. Isn't that an unbelievable? Unbelievable, oh, that metric. So I was gross. just like, uh, cool. barfo. My Aunt Pat sent me a, le- uh, a letter. Uh, it, it was um, a speech given by Colleen Dewhurst at a, a graduation ceremony yeah. many, many, many years ago. But the crux of it was she uh, she was speaking to the graduates, and they were all, you know, she said, and she was like, when I first came to New York, it was with all these passionate young kids trying to become artists, and we were all just like, yeah. yes, yes, let's do this thing, let's do it. But as it went on, more and more she kept hearing, they don't want what I have to offer. They're not ready for me. They don't, they're mm. stopping me from what I can do. And she's like, you must avoid that. You're giving your power over to the outside. And you've also got to realize that all this work is about is give. Give, 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 give. And I'd even go to my conspiracy theory thing on that, which is if you're saying they, say who. Absolutely. Who? And then, then Absolutely. it gets specific. So. Yep. And then you have to explain to me why that person yeah. is actively it. working against you. That's it. Because then even if it's true. So, yes. So for, instead of saying for three it years, can be. they don't it can want be what I got. But if you actually have a list of names, uh-huh. it's very possible that there are thirty people who don't want your talents. Yes, but that's that's a small number, right? And so, like, you have to be like, you know, the thing that always keeps you going as an actor is like, it takes one break, it takes one person going like, you, I need, I need to rely on your skill set. RJ reminded me of that thing. a couple months ago, yeah. and it really helped bolster me. After, yeah. after Fifty closed, as like, you know, you just need one gig. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just need one gig to really, yeah. and you never know when. No. But, but that's why I've taken on this role at the zombie yeah. spot because it keeps me ever so slightly, but still in the acting mix. It doesn't seem to grind on you. Oh, that's it. That's it. Right. Yeah. I'm not taking anything home. No. You know, it's not the perfect gig, of course. But you enjoy your little spot. I enjoy it. It's performance. Yeah. And I'm still keeping that muscle strong. And I that's bet what I think when I when I if was it, a if you're paid double, I bet you'd kind of be like. Living it a little bit. I think I would like never it. stop. Right. If it was twice right. the money, I'd be there forever. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be fine. I'd be yeah. totally content. It's only just a that, yeah. and it's even small. It's that you have but to, if, that you have to work and then still keep your eyes open for opportunity. That's right. Exhausting. That I'm having that I'm having to supplement with other things. But yeah. it's okay. And but thanks to but Patreon rather, and and other stuff going on. Yeah. I'm not freaking out. Right. It's it's cool. Jock versus nerd day. Jock versus right. nerd day. <laughs> Seriously, it is that is absolutely keeping me keeping my head above water. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's which the piece, is awesome. Here's I'm, the piece of advice I would give to your 27 year old recently getting into performing uh, fiance. Yeah. And that is everything that is said to her in the context of her being a performer. It is not something that she can take personally if she wants to continue on in that life. Yeah. It it she has to be able to dissociate herself from the job. Which is extraordinarily difficult when your person is the job. That is that is one of that is the big tricky thing of your self worth. Yeah, cannot be tied cannot directly be, to the job, even though your self worth in many respects oh, is tied directly to the yes. job. Yeah, no, without a doubt. You know, uh, early on, it was uh, I, I remember having a kind of life coachy person help me out in New York, and. Um, Kind of life coachy? Go ahead. Just say Anthony Robbins. Tony Robbins. <laughs> TR. TR came down TR! to the pit. I call him Tra. TR. Uh, who's a little uninvolved. On this. <laughs> a, little uninvolved a little uninvolved in the old Me Too movement. You think, right? you think, 
I'd be a little behind the curve on that one. No, no, no. Uh, He's actually a hundred years actually, old. That's what we forget. This guy was definitely a life coach, but he was just—he was also was a good friend, Dion. Oh, cool. And he was a great guy. I mean, he's the guy who played Obama on Fallon Forever. Oh, awesome. And um, and uh, and in, in, he, he took me through an exercise because we were just talking about stuff. And I remember he said, "What is it you like about being in show business?" And what, what in other words, like, what do you think you're good at? Mm. And then me write down my qualities of what I think I'm actually good at right. in both show business and improv community and everything else. And he said, like. Look at that list of attributes. Could that list benefit another organization or another place besides just being in a production or being okay. in an improv theater? And I was like, oh, absolutely. And he said, and that's what he taught me. He's like, abundance is when your talents reach their greatest needs. When you want to feel fulfilled, when your, your stuff helps other, helps other things thrive, you're going to feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And so, so... Oftentimes, like you only picture that happening within your vocation or your dream, but what you don't realize is that if you can find a place where you like people, like we rarely think about our team, people we're going to work with, people we're going to look at every day, right? And when you can go in every day and you like those faces that you right. see, and then you dedicate your effort to those things, and you see that come back, that's going to feel a lot better than like nailing an audition. Yeah, you know what I mean, or yeah. like singing a song, you know, and so. Always remember that that's what you're chasing. You know what I mean? You're chasing that sense of like kicking ass in an environment where you're appreciated. You know what I mean? And when, if you can get that, you might get that in the strangest places. But Zipporah was a great reminder of that to me where I was like, she was, when I said like, Do you, are you singing? She was kind of like, it was almost like an afterthought. This woman who was, did nothing but sing her fucking face off and absolutely had the most, one right. of the most crazy great voices I'd mm-hmm. ever heard. Going like, oh, uh, no. You know, authentically like, oh, I hadn't thought about it in a while. No, I'm not singing. You know? Oh, it felt so good to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I was like, I hope you're still singing, you know? Sure. And she goes, I hope you find an outlet for it. But to, to find an outlet, uh, but she's gonna find an outlet for it where she's just singing to sing. Yeah, and not singing to make money. She's mm-hmm. gonna find a karaoke bar that she really likes. <laughs> she is, or she's something like love that. It. Yeah. she's gonna mm-hmm. love it. You know what I mean? And she's just gonna be the fucking star of the karaoke bar. <laughs> and and I don't say that with a derogatory note in my body at all. Yeah. No, I mean, that's mm-hmm. like there are people who there are people that I know who are retired from singing, who are retired from acting, who are retired from you know other performance uh, yeah. uh jobs and they now work other types of jobs that they really enjoy and their outlets are they are a regular at a karaoke bar or they do a show a year at a community theater yeah. or something like that and they love it mm-hmm. they yeah. just love it they they have found something that makes them that makes them happy they're happy to go into work every day yeah. and they are happy to use that as a creative outlet and they have found a really nice balance for themselves. But you're right. It's it's where can your skills best serve others? It yeah. feels counterintuitive. Yeah. And it is but to that's, a degree. But, but that's what's going to actually make you feel fantastic. It's right. That give. Yeah. Give, give, give. Yeah. What can you serve? What can you benefit? How can you help? How can you make things better? Yeah. Not, oh, I should have this. Oh, I should be this. It's it's not about that. It's yeah. what can you offer? How can you improve a situation? How can you help other people? How can you help a, yeah. a, a different role? Yeah. I have something that I could offer. Go ahead. I, it's a jock versus. Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is. Of uh, vocational advice. 
I'm fucking done. We got one here from Terrible Monkey Scoop. Hey guys, how about a quick old school jock versus nerd for you? First, nerd question for Paul. The Far, or sorry, nerd question for Matt. All right. The Far Cry franchise on. takes place in a different location every game. The Far Cry? The Far Cry franchise. Okay. Uh, these locations are based loosely on real areas where you can run around getting into gunfights without too much of a problem. Previous games took place in uh, a war-torn country in Central Africa and a small island run by a drug cartel. Where is Far Cry 5, the next game in the franchise, taking place? Hint! It is in a country run by a wannabe autocrat who wants to execute drug dealers, appoints family members to the jobs they were vastly unqualified for, uses his power to enrich himself, constantly makes up facts as he sees fit, and wants there to be a president for life. Canada. That's it! Close. Um, <laughs> you raise your hand. I'm going to use my lifeline. Go ahead, Sean. You haven't introduced me yet. Sean, this is Sean oh, this Katz, is Sean. everybody. It's Sean right there. Well, I thought we did this at the very top of the show. I thought we did. No, you introduced uh, CJ. But... We, we, we mentioned that there was someone here. Oh, uh, ah. okay. Well, yeah. he's going to be our guest for the next episode. All right, well, Sean, lean, in, lean into the mic so, and tell us. Yeah, so it's, so uh, you raised your hand, and then you're mad that I asked you to come on to the air? No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. He's got you. He's got you on the he's like, He's like, I don't know where the question's going, but I want to bitch for a second. Can I raise my hand? <laughs> I just wanted to make 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 my uh, presence known. All yes. right, Sean yeah, Katz. So, uh, What's your scoop name? Uh, scoops of data. Scoops, scoops of data. data. Okay. All so, right. I actually really enjoyed Far Cry Five. I mean, it's the first game in the series that I've that I've gotten into actually. Really? And uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't played the earlier ones, but uh, it's actually set in Montana. It's uh, in Montana. US. Yeah. That in is. The it is Montana. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with my lifeline. Well done, Matt. <laughs> that you. is a point for Matt Donnelly. I want to say CJ like losing his neck like a killer, like about to kill. Like when the when the when the question came up, he sat up and kind of cracked his neck and was like, "Let's do this." This is his wheelhouse, man. This is wheelhouse. No problem. So now this is the first time the answer to that. I did, yeah. Montana, Montana. specifically. This is the first time you've really gotten into this uh, series. Yeah, I don't know what grabbed me. I mean, I had great great promotion for it. You know, I just I loved I loved the build up for it. I said, "I I got to try that one." I almost I loved it. I almost bought it out of a sense of patriotic duty. Because it's sort of this whole thing of of turning cults on their ear mm-hmm. and showing you that deranged mentality. As and, someone yeah, yeah. who has spent some time in Montana, there are there are lots of areas there where you could very easily have long drawn out gun battles, and no <laughs> one would pay any attention. God, yikes! Uh, let's see, uh, nerd question or jock question for Paul. The NFL has a hard time figuring out specific uh, fi- three has had a hard no. time figuring out a specific rule in recent years. And has gotten so bad that they have put together a committee to look at and possibly rewrite this rule in the off season. Hint: It is so simple, a dog can do it. All right, <laughs> all right. Um, it's the peeing on the hydrant rule, right? Yes. <laughs> Very complicated. The NFL. It is. It is the rollover and scratch the belly celebration. Oh man! So you need uh, a neck flex for this. No, he did well, not. Because no. yeah, very, well, very you know straight. what? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm blanking here. What um, is a blank? Oh, uh, what is a catch? What is a catch? Yes. Indeed. That's it. Thanks for putting out a great show. That's from Terrible Monkey Scoop. Wow, oh, wow. thanks, Short Terrible Monkey. That is, old that is nice. Thank you, Terrible nice. Monkey Scoop. Yeah. They, they, 
you know, all the things we talk about, how like if a running back crosses the goal line for a second is a touchdown, but a but a uh, a receiver has to like hold the ball for like eight seconds or something or whatever the rule is. Right. All the times it gets messed up, they're trying to unify all of those things. It's all very weird, right? It's, football's getting real complicated. It and really they, is. And they keep trying to solve it with more complicated rules. Yeah, just well, nuanced rules that that are going to fall squarely on the shoulders of referees. You know what I mean? They're just and there's right. only there's only you know however many of those, and then and there are even fewer of those that are good, and then and many of those that don't get the vantage point that we do watching it on instant replay, right? And sitting at home and hating them, you know, and all of it does is slow down the game, so it's very frustrating. Yeah, yeah. you know, that they, 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 they should they should look to simplify things more than so. Now, when you things. throw the football, mm-hmm. yeah, the receivers have are allowed to have gloves with some sort of stickiness to them. Yes. Why is that not allowed on the whole of the body? It's not. It's not a stickiness. It is a. It is. It's not something that's sticky. It is a substance that has that is uh, has very high friction. Why is that not allowed on the whole of the body? I guess it would be. No, would it? I mean, you you wouldn't be able to. I mean, I don't. I, it would not be. It, it's not part of the uniform. Oh, I was wondering why you can't just peg someone with a ball. That's what I want. Well, no. If you if you go back and watch tape of the old then school it becomes, Raiders, then it becomes a real quarterback's game. Yeah, yeah, if you yeah. go so back just, and watch, just tape, run, just run. You don't, just, you don't yeah. have to look back. Just thunk. And like, is it on my head? Yes. Go, go, yeah, go. Yeah. Well, I mean, he'd feel it. Yeah. <laughs> if you go back and watch tape of the old school Raiders, yes. they had this substance called stickum. Stickum. And it was basically just glue. You just dip your hands in this glue. Now the Raiders uniforms, like, like blood sport. Yes. Uh, now the Raiders uniforms at the time were uh, white. They they had a, a one version of the uniform that was all white. Okay, Stickum is piss yellow. <gasps> oh, and so they would get it on their hands and oh. then it would get everywhere. Oh, you could see where they're grabbing their nuts all the time. There is, there is slapping film, each other's behinds. There is film of one of the Raiders catching a ball on his forearm. <laughs> like it, just, it hits him right That's in the I'm forearm about. and just sticks there. Great. And he grabs it with his other hand and pulls it in. Why not? Uh, so that, that existed. Why not? You existed. Know, did it get? Did they stick it? It's banned. Yeah, yeah. Now, it, now it's the, the glove technology is outpaced stickum. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Again, just put that everywhere, right? Right. Except that, like, you actually don't. Make it, make, you, you'd be tackled easier. You'd be tackled easier, and also someone could get the ball easier. What? Like before they oh, tackle take it away from you, to grab the ball off of you, right? Because they have the sticky too. Yeah. So like, right. basically, like what the oh. biggest the biggest improvements de- defensive players have made over the, I'd say the last fifteen years. Okay, is ball stripping. Yeah. Like the, whoa, the, ball stripping. Like going after the ball and going after like like yeah. whacking. Like they don't just tackle, but they actually straight they up whack they a ball. They just watch people. Yeah. Yeah. If a guy gets slow for a the second, ball. the second guy coming in He's isn't trying to ball. tackle him. He's trying to punch that ball. Yeah. And so it's really just about like so much technology is not about catching, but it's actually about like fucking securing that thing. Is it too late to come up with an episode title? It's too late in the episode. Punch that ball. Punch that ball. Yeah. So uh, it is. Is there a way for the ball yeah. to have spikes that deploy upon? receipt so that it adheres to the body sticks in the catcher via, via spike that, i'm spike. glad you brought that up it's absolutely possible okay good, good, good. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's where the yeah. sport's going we should thank people balls. thank pencil for creating this podcast <laughs> going more this, running man is this thank you or is this... yeah those are them okay there, okay i want to thank judges jennifer grayson you are a mason not Ke- amazing but a mason an actual freemason mm-hmm. kelly conkle you soothe my soul Cheesy Scoop, 
You are the poop. Tar Heel Sunday, you make it a fun day. Jeremy Hudson, you're as adorable as mud on my son. Scoopstronaut, you blow it out the the rot. <laughs> <laughs> Scoop JD. That's why he gets the big bucks, folks. I owe you a BJ. Kevin Brown, laying it down. Jessica Vint, your shit is mint. Scoop of Norway, never a snorway. Jim Monroe, not... Uh, not a rundown hoe. Kimberly L. St. Albine. Albine seeing you around. <laughs> Joe Masano, my messiah. Kirk Dockstatter. He's a rock starter. What? Uh, no, uh, boy. Macho Scoop Randy Sprinkles. He's a real dandy wrinkles. <laughs> Billy Bob. He bobs the lob. John Bilderback, he's got a sweet nutsack. Christina Kirkland, she's a good friend. John Carter smells the opposite of a farter. Crystal Twist, a sweet sassy miss. John Dulong, never done me wrong. Kurt Egner, don't mind if I begner. John Jogers, never kept me in the yogurt. Kurt Hendrickson, he's a ball of fun. Uh, John Sonic fucking rocks on it. Kyla Lansbury, she's super cherry. Just another scoop name, fuckers. What a guy. XGD Falcon wouldn't not Balkan. Uh, Jonathan, what the fuck is happening? Jonathan Kaplan never took a nap, man. <laughs> Doesn't Larry, sleep on it, you know what I mean? Larry Northcutt got that sweet butt. Uh, Joseph Houston. <laughs> Better get used to hearing these awesome accolades. <laughs> Lee Popsicle. Uh, I'd buy that for a nickel. Froyo Joe. Don't you know? He's not slow. Lee Sharp. Not dull. Hosh Nasi. Crop <laughs> Leon Cox. He's the Leon that rocks. Land Scooper Josh. Uh... Is a damn super nosh. He's great to eat. He's delicious. Mm. Leon Kassab is the man for the job. Judy Schneider. I want to get up inside her. Oh, no. She heard that her whole life. <laughs> Definitely. And I just did it. Definitely. Linda Brandemir. Wish you were here. Scooper califragilistic expialidocious. Never, uh... Said it loud enough that he ever sounded precocious. Mocking Scoop. Rocking the poop. Scoop O Taters, like Darth Vader's, uses the force on me. The spicy scoop is a nicey scoop. Justine Cannon uh is nice uh nice woman and man. She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what just happened. I want to thank Jeff Michael, Sweaty Moist Ice Cream Bars, oh, Jeffrey Nowio, Jen, La- uh, Jen Slattery, Jenny Ebarb, Jill Short, Scalawally Scoop, John Glure, Turn the Page, uh, John Schumann, The Red Baron, Joseph Pellerino, Josiah Rakeki, Justin Sharback, Mistress Scoop, Kay Mathis, Keith Woodson, Scoopo Baggins, Ken Fargy, Kenneth Soto, Carrie Hanselman, Dave, uh, Kevin Davis, Kevin Collar, Kip, and Christopher Varholm. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much. If you want to be blown away by the accolades that we can give your name, <laughs> go to preachingfun.com. 
Join at every, any level. You get access to our secret RSS feed. Uh, all of the support you give us helps us uh, keep, keep us paying our bills and expansion. We keep uh, getting new lines for different studios. We're very anxious to bring the Bucket Show back. We apologize mm-hmm. that we haven't done it uh, yet. Um, but but uh, a lot a lot of leads on a couple of studios soon, and it's going to be soon. And we obviously need uh, a lot of dough to do that. And so yep. you guys backing us on Patreon helps that out uh, tremendously. So helpful. I want to thank the esteemed uh, uh, Jock versus Nerdman uh, who helped us out here. Yes, scoops of data. Who I did nothing but talk about the entire show. I know you're sick of hearing about him. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, Chris Johnston in the house, everybody Chris, from Player uh, One Podcast. Make sure you're listening if you're not already. Go subscribe on be a their subscriber. Be a subscriber. They're excellent, and they've just started doing a, a bonus for their Patreons. They do uh, an extra half hour episode or so after uh, their normal recordings as well. Oh, look at mm-hmm. that! Look That's at right. that! All right, um, all right. Well, we thank you all for listening so much. Um, we're about to record another episode, which is we like, are. which is to me is like, oh my gosh, this is how we actually used to always do it. Yeah. This exact day, this exact schedule is like how we used to do it every week. Yep. Right. And right now I'm like, oh my God. Like, another oh, one to do. Oh got another God. one. What? Good lord. What will we possibly talk about? <laughs> I've got I've got two good ones. Okay. Great. I've got nothing. Good. All right. Uh, we love you all sexually, and we will see you soon. We'll see you soon. Thank you to Whimsical Phil for hanging out with us at thebucketshow.com. Wait, watching us live on Twitch. Yes. Everybody in the Scoop chat. Oh, Whimsical Phil's busting out the, the Pokemon emojis. I love it. Oh, is that what that is? I thought he was having a stroke. <laughs> can, you, can you name any of those in that list there? I know that they're Pokemon Come because on. you just said it. Can you not name any of them? No. Come on. No. There's what? The, there's the yellow one with the red cheeks that, that I see on a bunch of stuff. Oh, my God. You don't know its name? It's the yellow one with the red cheeks. Holy smokes. What you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Oh, oh guys, boy. Good news. The others don't even look familiar. Uh, uh, for the turnout at uh, heyscoops.com slash ball kicker, yep. since we lowered the, uh, the, the, the top price to 6500 we've sold exactly... Zero tickets. So oh, there we go. great. We're there rolling. We well, Which, we are almost halfway there. We are almost halfway there. And we have eight days left. Nine? Oh, yeah. Eight, eight, nine right now, but eight by the time people hear it. Yeah, so yeah. we're close-ish. We'd love to do it. We'd love to do it. If you're over in that area, yeah. what chance to come see us? Yeah. Or 65 bucks. It could be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope we get there. All if right. we get there, it'll be great. Yeah. If we don't, then it's okay too. Exactly. Then we're gonna have Bastille Day. Like you and I'm gonna do nothing but post social media pics of like me, just rubbing it in that I'm not a tyranny. It's just just Bastilling my face off. Yeah. You and your scorpion pals you are all gonna be partying pals. hard. <laughs> See you later, scoops.